Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. God is so good to us. We are uh, excited uh, to be ministering the Word to you again. I know you had a great time uh, last week with our VBS, and we are excited about what the Lord did there and with our celebration. Uh, but it is so good to be ministering the Word to you again. And of course, I'll be with you for both services this coming up Sunday. And uh, we are excited about what the Lord is going to do in our midst and excited about where the Lord is uh, taking us and the things that he's showing us. And, uh, you know, in this season uh, of uh, turning and returning that the Lord spoke to us about and family coming back to Jesus and, and having a desire for the things of God, we're seeing that across the board. We're seeing healings and miracles and signs, and the Lord is, is confirming the word uh, as he said he would in the book of Acts. Um, over the last, oh, I don't know how, how long, number of weeks, uh, when I would be in my prayer time, it was like I was praying something out, but I never got to the bottom of it. And uh, the more I would pray about it, it seemed like there was just another layer that I needed to pray about. And um, it, it, of course, it had to do with the church. And it had to do with our fellowship and the things that uh, I believe the Lord wants us to, to walk into. Uh, but in that time, in that time, the Lord began to uh, give me pieces of what he wanted us to do and, and, and specifically the direction that he wanted me to, to push the church or lead the church, however you want to say it. Um, in my time of ministry before you. And the interesting thing is I'm, I uh, ministered Sunday night and the Lord kind of took us down a road towards the end of the service where we were talking about the relationship between husband and wife. And uh, uh, I made a statement in that message that, you know, very often the Lord will speak to your spouse. And I was speaking specifically to the gentleman and, and I referenced wife, but obviously the Lord uh, speaks to husbands too. Uh, but the point is, is that I made the statement very often, the Lord will listen, the, will speak to your spouse. And if you're listening to what they have to say, God can say things to you. And so Pastor Michelle got home from uh, uh, the Kansas location uh, there. And when she got home, we started talking about some things. I started talking to her about the things that I was uh, praying out, and uh, she began to share some things with me uh, that the Lord had been speaking to her, and I said, that is what I've been trying to pray out. That is exactly what I've been trying to pray out. And that being the case, we want to start tonight, uh, I say a series. It's, it's something that we're just going to stay with uh, for the remainder of the year if the Lord gives us the strength to do so. Uh, on the unity of vision, the unity 
of vision. It's uh, so imperative. Uh, the Lord spoke to me in the summer of 1996, and he made the statement. First of all, he told me to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. And uh, we know that verse by heart, but it says that uh, uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says through faith, uh, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Hebrews 11.2, uh, by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. And then verse 3, uh, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen did not come from things which do appear. And in the summer of 1996, the Lord spoke to me, and he told me, first of all, to go to Hebrews 11.3. I did. I read the verse. And then he said, the vision for your life and ministry is, now this is important, because he said, the vision for your life and ministry is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. All right, very often, and, and the reason I'm saying this is important is very often, you know, we'll say it this way. Well, you know, the vision of our church, build people's faith, frame worlds by the word of God. But he was emphatic. The vision for your life and ministry is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. So at that point in 1996, in that little apartment in Redbridge, Missouri, in the summer of 96, the Lord gave that vision to me. He gave me that vision. Now, in 1999, the Lord said, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. All right, now you would think, uh, well, if it was your vision, then you're the pastor, so it becomes the church's vision. Well, but the thing is, is when I started pastoring the church, it was not faith builders. To my knowledge, it had no vision. I was not in a position to step out and say, this is, this is the vision that God's given this church. In 1999, as things begin to change, God could then speak that to me. Why is that so important? At that point, God gave that vision to this church. In 1996, he gave that vision to me. In 1999, he gave that vision to this church. So here's what I want you to do. Ever what you're writing with, if you're using your tablet, your phone, or if you're uh, 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 taking notes the more spiritual way, which is pen and paper, I want you to write somewhere there on your paper or on your device or however you're doing, the vision of this church is, all right? And then here's your parentheses, to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God, all right? The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. That's the vision that God has given to this church. Now, I remember years ago, I heard a man say something that, that so blessed me because when the Lord gave me that vision, you know, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. It's very short. It's very succinct. It's right to the point. 
And when the Lord first gave that to me, I would hear other people's vision. And it would be like a three-component vision. And it would take up like three or four paragraphs. And I thought, Lord, my vision is, the vision that you've given us is not very long. And I heard a man I greatly respect say, and since then I've heard others say that, that a vision is best when it's short and to the point. All right, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. The more I thought about that during my prayer time, my study time, and looking at this all over again, I went to the Lord and I said, that's beautiful, that's perfect. That describes what we do to the complete degree, all right? But you got to remember, all right, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. Now, let's go over to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. And in the very beginning, I'm going to read a couple of familiar verses, but uh, again, you don't want to let the, the familiarity stop you from receiving what God has to say here. In Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, it says, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now, there are different definitions of the word vision. Uh, one is a, uh, a uh, divine revelation. Uh, one is a prophetic vision. But here's the point. Is he's talking about the vision for something. And he says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So there's a reason that people perish without a vision. All right? Now, I've heard numbers of people minister on vision. Many of them I'm very blessed by, some not so much. All right? But when you, when you start talking about vision and people come to this verse, all right, they, they, they read it and they say, yep, you know, look what the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish, and here's my vision, and here's this. And, and they talk about vision like it's just another something that we do and not talking about vision as what it is, the life of that ministry. The life of that ministry. And then he makes a statement. He says, without a vision, people perish. Now, there's a reason that people perish without a vision. Here it is. The vision gives life to all that God's asked us to do. All right, the vision gives us gives life to all that God has asked us to do. If we're not on point with the vision, there's no reason, reason to be in existence because the vision gives life to all that God has asked us to do. So where there's no vision, there's no life. There's no movement. There's no forward momentum. All right, because there's no vision. With vision, a thing is alive. Without vision, 
it dies or at the very least becomes stale and ineffective. And either one of those are not acceptable. All right, either one of those are not acceptable for our fellowship and for our churches. All right, they're not acceptable. Now, vision creates parameters. Notice, in the Hebrew it says where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. Other versions say the people run wild. So notice, vision creates parameters. Vision is safety. Vision is solidity. When you have a vision, you have parameters. All right? Remember, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. That, that is parameters. What's our job? To build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. All right? So that, that is parameters. That is safety. So know, knowing that if I'm in the vision, that's where I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm going to be doing. All right? That's safety. That's parameters. That is solidity. That makes for a solid body of believers. Amen. See, where there's a vision, you're not just doing your own thing. I'm not just doing it the way I feel I should do it. I'm doing it in line with the parameters of the vision. Is, and we'll get into these, these, the outworking of this more in this series. But is it building faith and framing worlds? Because if it's not building faith and framing worlds, it's not the vision. So we don't get together just to have a meeting. We don't have a men's meeting just to have men's meeting or women's meeting just to have women's meeting. We're there because the vision demands it. There are areas of our life that have to be built and have to be framed, all right? There's areas where my faith has to be built. If you're struggling in the area of your marriage, you need your faith built in the area of your marriage, and you need to be given the tools, you need to be given the parameters, you need to be able to frame your life in that regard. And so when you have a men's meeting, you have a women's meeting, you have a marriage conference, you don't just have a marriage conference because that's what people do in the local church. You don't just have a marriage conference because that's what we should do once or twice a year. You have a marriage conference because you want to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God as it regards their marriage. Oh, hallelujah. This is so important. Amen. Because where there is a vision, you're not just doing your own thing. Because there's a vision. Now, in the book of uh, Habakkuk, chapter 2.
Notice it says, let's read verse two. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Now, so he says, write. I was studying this the other morning and the Lord said to me, the word write means inscribe. And sure enough, I, I went over to my uh, uh, Greek concordance, and the word write means inscribe. I wasn't checking up on God, but I want to see it in writing. I knew he had spoke to me. Inscribe, inscribe, write, inscribe the vision. All right? Make it plain. He says, make it plain. Make it plain, make it distinct, make it clear. I like this word, engrave it, all right? Inscribe it, make it plain, make it distinct, make it clear, engrave it. See, there's a reason to write the vision. And notice what the reason is. So the one reading it can run with the vision so that the one reading it can run with the vision. Write it, inscribe it, make it plain, engrave it, so that the one who reads the vision can run with it. See, this implies a unity of vision. One is writing the vision, and one is running with the vision. One is writing it, and one is running with it. See, you have to understand, we become what the vision is. In, in, in the local church, you become what the vision is. That's why we've said for years that you do not just attend faith builders, you are a faith builder because you become what the vision is. All right, if the vision of my church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God, then I'm behind the vision, I'm in the vision, I'm doing the vision. I am a faith builder. All right? So important. In the local church, there is no my vision and their vision. All right, meaning there are times that people come to church and they say, well, this is my vision and that's their vision. No, there is no my vision and their vision. There's only the vision. That's it. All right? There's only the vision. Some will say, well, what about what God wants me to do? If God called you to this church or this fellowship, he wants you to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Hallelujah. See, that does not imply that nobody else has a ministry. The greatest fruit from your ministry is when you're willing to submit your anointings and your callings and your giftings 
under a vision and say, Lord, use me here. That's when you begin to produce fruit. Oh, hallelujah. That's when you begin to produce fruit. Because when a person makes the statement, well, what about what God wants me to do? Why did he bring you here? To do what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm called, I'm called uh, to the prophetic. I'm called to this. I'm, I'm called to that. I'm called to be uh, in worship. I'm called to be in uh, youth ministry. I'm called to whatever, whatever area you want to say that you're called in. When you come and you submit your calling to the vision, oh, hallelujah, then God can use your calling to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, In uh, verse 31, and it says here, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Now notice that's an important statement. They were of one heart and one soul. This word, when you, you hear the word one, you, you think about one, just, just one. Well, that does not imply two. It implies one. The, 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 the word one, it means only one or to agree. Only one or agree. So there was only one vision and they all agreed. There was only one vision, and they all agreed. Some will say, well, you know, what about the vision for my ministry? If God called you to this church or this fellowship, your vision is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. They all had the same vision. They were determined to flow together, first of all, to be in unity. They were determined to recognize the authority of the leaders, of their leaders, and to follow what Jesus was saying through them. When you read this, over and over again, it talks about how they were in unity and that they, they were all together and that they all flowed in the apostles' doctrine. All right, the things that were being taught, they all had the same vision. As believers, we've got to take hold of the vision that God has given our pastor and run with it heart and soul. This, this is what got the vision that God gave our church. Now I'm going to take that vision and I'm going to run with it heart and soul. 
I'm going to apply it. I'm going I'm to apply the filter of vision to everything that I'm doing in my endeavors. And I want to make sure that in everything that I'm doing, it's, it's the vision that God has given us as a body of believers. Oh, hallelujah. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, And verse 10, I, I can say something here, I think. I, w- I want to make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, I'll wait because I might be getting ahead of myself. But 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, I beseech you, brethren. Now, the importance of what Paul is about to say here is highlighted by this word beseech. Because... It's the word I'm imploring you. I'm pleading with you. Uh, It goes as far as to say I'm begging you. All right? By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions or factions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. The Amplified Bible says, I urge and entreat you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony and full of agreement in what you say, and there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your common understanding and in your opinions and judgment. Notice, be in perfect harmony and full agreement. Full agreement. There's power in a single voice. There's more power in the united voice. When you have a group of believers in a church saying the same thing, in agreement about the things that God's asked that body to do, speaking the vision of that body, declaring the vision over that body, what begins to happen is there's a momentum that begins to build. See, the way we run with the vision is that we all speak the same thing and that there's no division among us. We all speak the same thing. Amen. And there's no division. That's so important. See, that's why the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their worlds by the word of God. And and see, now, ever what area I'm in, that's the vision for that area. I, I may implement that vision a different way. The praise team implements the vision of building people's faith and framing their worlds by the word of God through the avenue of leading us into praise and worship. But that, what does that mean? If they're going to build our faith and frame our worlds by the word of God, then the songs that we're singing, the, the songs that we're presenting, are songs that are full of the word, full of the truth, full of faith, full of victory. See, you're not building people's faith and framing their world by the word of God Amen, if you're singing songs about build me a cabin on the corner of glory and uh, through the heat and the cold we slog like weary pilgrims, that's not building anybody's faith. 
That's not framing their world by the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see? The AV department implements, amen, facilitates that vision differently. They have different implements. They're building faith and framing worlds by the word of God, but they're running a camera. They're recording the audio. They're, they're keeping the, the sound system where it ought to be. Amen. That, that's the vision. So as they're running a camera, they're not just running a camera. They are building people's faith and framing their world by the word of God. See, that's the vision. Now, it may be implemented differently. Amen. And so the vision of that department is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. And now their mission statement is to do that in quality and excellence, may be their mission statement, to do it in quality and excellence and to the best of their ability. But the vision is building faith and framing worlds by the word of God. And here's how we're going to do it. Here's the avenue. And so overall, you can say we're going to build, we, the vision of our church is to build people's faith and frame their worlds by the word of God. And that will be seen through our praise and worship. It will be seen through our AV department. It will be seen through us touching our children, touching our students, touching the lives of the people that come to church through the various avenues that we have available to us. But the vision is always to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Amen. Now that sounds elementary, but when you think about it, when the greeter has that vision, they not only show up at their post, they show up at their post on time. They show up their at their post ready. They show up their at their post prayed up in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they're not just greeting. They're not just shaking hands. They're building faith and framing worlds by the word of God. Glory. So important. The implementation may be opening the door, directing somebody to the media counter, helping somebody find where they drop their children off. But the result is the same. I had a part in building that person's faith and framing their world by the word of God. I've known people over the years that you, 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 you would go to a church and each department had their own vision. No. Each department has their own mission. Listen, think about this. Uh, in any war scenario, the vision is to win whatever conflict you're in. Right? The mission is different. Everybody's got a different mission. The Navy has a different mission. The Marine Corps has a different mission. The, the Army has a different mission. The Air Force has a different mission. The vision is to win. 
the mission's different. It's done differently. So the mission of the, of the greeter department is to make everyone feel welcome, to make everyone feel at home, to make everyone feel at ease. But, but that's the mission, not the vision. The vision is build their faith and frame their world by the word of God. And when that's the component, that's, that's, when that's the driving force, when that's the parameter, the mission becomes easier because the vision gives life to the mission. Hallelujah. And, and, that, and that covers every area of the church. Amen. In, in the, the nursery, in children's ministry, it, it will be implemented differently. Not only are we breaking the word down into bite-sized chunks, all right, but it'll be implemented through videos. It'll be implemented through puppets. It'll be implemented through coloring. It'll be implemented through stories. It'll be implemented. Uh, uh, Miss Gloria has a board back there. She puts figures on and tells a story. It'll be implemented that way. But the end result is still going to be building their faith and framing their world by the word of God. Now, the mission might be to provide excellent child care to the children that come to our nursery. We provide excellence. We change diapers. We take children to the bathroom. We feed them snacks. We provide excellent child care. But that's the mission. The vision is build their faith and frame their world by the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do, do you see this? In, in the children's ministry, the mission involves puppets. The mission involves different segments on the DVD, the use of video, the use of props. Hallelujah. Children's ministers burn things, cut things, chop things, beat things up. They get to use play guns, handcuffs, a lot of cool stuff. If God hadn't called me to, to be a senior pastor, I'd be a children's pastor. I promise you I'd be a children's pastor. But here's, here's the point that I'm making. That's the mission. That's how the mission gets done. The vision is to build their faith and frame their world by the word of God. The vision of children's ministry is not to have fun. It's not to do funny things. It's not to have props. It's not to use puppets. Those are part of the mission that fulfill the vision. Glory to God. Amen. When you come in on Sunday and you see our children's workers, one or two of them, and they're standing in the foyer and they got a puppet, the puppet that they're using that day, and they're talking in that puppet voice, that's not just so they can impress adults. That's so when kids come, they'll, they'll, they'll see, hey, this is what we got going on. And they'll be attracted to that puppet and attracted to the fun and attracted to the, to the uh, lightness and the, and, the, and the joy of it. But then they get back there, and in the middle of that joy, Miss Sarah will give them a five- to eight-minute sermon on the power of the Word of God, and their lives are impacted. Why? Because they're not back there just being puppets and just having fun. They're back there to build people's faith 
and frame their world by the Word of God. And the end result is the vision is being fulfilled. Oh, glory. Amen. When we open up Detour Student Ministries on Wednesday night, the mission, the implementation, the mission is conducted a different way than it is anywhere else. Right? They might have rings hanging down from the ceiling that they're going to shoot Nerf darts through. They might have a golf deal set up. They might have bowling set up. Amen. Might have any number of different things. They have an icebreaker video, goofy video, funny video, whatever the case may be. Then they'll have praise and worship, and it's different than normal praise and worship. It's the mission. This is the mission. But then there's going to come that time when there's that 15, 20 minutes of getting the word into that child and getting the word into that student. And they're building their faith and framing their world by the word of God. Because the mission, the implementation, the tools is just a means to get the vision into that person's life. Oh, glory to God. So important. So important. And that's why in every local church, every local church, the things that we have, the things that we, that we, that we get involved in, the different things that we have for families, the different things that we have for marriages, the different things that we have for men's and women's groups, and, and all these different things, the VBS that we just had. Here's the point. If we put a VBS on and the vision is not fulfilled, then what we have done is we have just wasted time because people want to volunteer for their church. People want to volunteer to help. People want to volunteer to see things happen. They want to volunteer to see people's faith built and their worlds framed by the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. So the VBS is the tool That helps us fulfill the mission, which in turn helps us fulfill the vision. Glory to God. God speaks the vision into the heart of the pastor. And that vision has to get inside of the heart of the believers in that body. Then the believers are to run heart and soul toward the fulfillment of that vision. See, the corporate anointing found around that unity will impact a city. If you want to impact a city, you got to have unity around the vision God has called that church to fulfill. And when you have unity around that vision, you'll impact the city. You remember the story in Genesis eleven six, 6, where it was talking about the building of the Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, in verse 6, he said, Behold how nothing that they will imagine, that they're not restrained from anything that they've imagined to do because of their unity. And he said, I'll go down and, and, and confound their language. Why? So there wouldn't be any unity. Notice something. If unity like that can work in the negative Think of how we can put this principle to work in the local church. 
if we're all speaking the same thing. If we're all speaking the same thing. I learned this some number of years ago. And this would have been uh, maybe 28 years ago. Somewhere around that. And the Lord had uh, led us to a church in Kansas City, Kansas, off of Steel Road. And uh, the pastor there is a wonderful woman, still a wonderful woman. And uh, the Lord led us there, and they, they, they needed help. Uh, they didn't have a lot of, of volunteers to do things. And, and, you know, Pastor Michelle and I started off, Pastor Michelle started off uh, cleaning in the church, helping out in the nursery. I started off in that church uh, helping out with the soundboard. Uh, I, I stood there by the soundboard, and, and what little adjustment that they needed, uh, I did. Uh, then, little by little, they, they would ask me to preach. They would ask us to sing. And, and as things time went on, I became the assistant pastor of that church. Now, I'm telling you this for a reason. I was very committed to that pastor. And honestly, at the time, I had no inclination that I was not going to be there the rest of my life. The Lord did not tell me this is for a season. He did not tell me how long I would be there. I was just using my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my callings, my anointings to help. Well, the time eventually came uh, when the pastor uh, was, was dealing with some physical issues in her body. And she needed me to help her on a much more um, far-ranging uh, level. And what it came down to was I was conducting Bible, or, or excuse me, uh, prayer on Monday nights. I was teaching on Wednesday evening, teaching on Sunday morning, and teaching on Sunday evening. And men's meetings and whatever else needed to be done, and, uh, and singing and helping out doing what I could do. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's what, after years of observation, here's what I came to see, and the Lord helped me see this. I took my giftings, my callings, my anointings, and I submitted them under that pastor. To this day, I don't know what that pastor's vision was. She never taught on vision. She never expounded her vision ever, that I know of. But here's, here's, what I, here's what I came to do. The Lord has me here. She needs my help. So listen, my vision became help that pastor. Whatever she needs me to do. Now think about what I'm saying. I knew I had a call of God on my life. I knew I was anointed. I knew God had called me to minister. Amen. Sometime into that, number of years, couple years, uh, I went on an extended fast. And my purpose in going on that extended fast was, Lord, what do you want out of my life? What do you want for me, for my life and ministry? It wasn't long into that fast that I got up one Saturday morning, and when I got up out of bed, I just knew it just dropped down to my spirit. I knew I was a pastor. Now think about this for a moment. 
So I'm submitting all my gifts, all of my talents, all of my abilities, all my anointings to this pastor, and now God begins to tell me you're going to be a pastor. Well, only one of two things can happen then. I'm either going to pastor that church or I'm going to pastor somewhere else. Now watch. But I did not go back to that church and start talking about I'm a pastor and this is what I believe God's called me to do. I went back with the knowledge, watch, and preserved unity. Are you following me? Amen. And uh, uh, there was an evangelist that came to that church that was a, a friend of mine and a friend of my father's, a friend of our family. And uh, he was ministering. One night we were asked to come over to the pastor's house to discuss some things about the fellowship that they had. And uh, we got out of the car, and I just started talking to him. Uh, he was older in the things of God than I was, and I was just going to ask some questions. And I said, this is what I've been sensing in my spirit. And I told him about being a pastor. And I remember he said something, and when he said it, it just grated against my spirit. And he said this to me. He said, well, have you ever thought that maybe God's raising up a place here for you? Immediately, I knew that wasn't right. And it wasn't just because that wasn't my desire. You got to understand what's happening in that church under the ministry that God had given us. People are getting healed left and right. I can't count the numbers of cancer patients that were healed. Healed. Incurable diseases, healed. Things people had dealt with for years, healed. Family saved that people said would never get saved. I remember the pastor's daughter running up to the altar and falling on her knees and weeping and looking at me and saying, Brother Steele, this is real, isn't it? I said, it is, sweetheart, it's real. It's real. I don't know, that. I forget if I called her sweetheart or not, but in any event, you understand. Here's the point. So I knew that was wrong. What I knew to do was keep myself submitted to what they were doing, amen, as God led me down the path he wanted to lead me down. And, and the day eventually came that I, I gave my notice to her and said, the Lord's led me to do something different. And I did not leave that church and immediately start pastoring the church here in DeSoto, Kansas. It was, a, it was a number of months before I ever had an opportunity to do anything with that. But here, here's my reason for saying this. I wanted there to be unity. Amen. The vision becomes focused in these two areas. And I'm going to say this, and, and we're going to close. I'll pick up here when we come back uh, in our next service. The vision becomes focused in the area of, notice, number one, build. The vision is to build people's faith. 
So the vision becomes focused in the area of build. So what's that? Helping people construct their faith. Putting the parts together to help them build strong faith. That's part of the focus of the vision. Build strong faith. Secondly, the vision becomes focused in the area of frame. Build and frame. Framing is discipleship. Helping people arrange their lives according to the word of God. Everything else that God has spoken to us about hinges right here. Ever what it is. Fill the house. Cover Arkansas. Raise up a spiritual production center. Distribution center of the word of faith. Producing life, city, state, nation, and world. All that hinges on are we building and are we framing? Because if we're building and framing, we can be filling and covering. Listen, there's no reason to fill the house if we're not going to build and frame. There's no reason to cover Arkansas if we're not going to build and frame. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, I want you to do something with me. I just want you to bow your head right there where you're at. And, and, and I, I want you to do this with me, and, and I say this, if, if you want to. But I, I want us to do something. I want us tonight to commit to bringing about unity of vision so that we're all saying the same thing. Amen. Just say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit myself tonight to walk in unity of vision with the other members in my church. And Father, I will not be distracted by a lack of unity. I will determine I am a faith builder. I am what the vision says I am. And I will help build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. In the Lord good. Well, you can stand on your feet.